0: for coming and being here with us today. We're going to make sure everybody gets a spot to sit first. Where's the microphone? All right. So this is an exciting time for our church. Um, We are so thrilled that we had a group of eight young people to go with us to the youth gathering this year. It's the first time ever that that our church has had um, a group of youth to be able to take to this uh, church-wide event. I've been to the events before because I've been church-wide staff, and so I was quite familiar with how they are and how they run and things like that, but I've never gone with a group of kids before. And I'll tell you, it's a lot different. (laughs) but in a good way. I was a little bit nervous, you know, because I. but, uh, but uh, wasn't I? Yes. <laughs> but we all had a great time, and so um, we want to make sure that you hear a little bit about what we did and uh, what we learned along the way. Um, I asked the kids to give me um, five words that described the event for them. And they each sent me them individually, and this is what we came up with um, about some of the words that uh, were important to us. And first of all, and right in the center, you'll see it was fun, right? We just had fun, so that's a really good thing. This changes everything is the theme of our gathering. This changes everything. You'll see this, I renounce them. That's something we say at baptism, right? Why did it come up at a youth gathering? Because our very favorite speaker, Nadia Boltzweber, weber um, used this over and over again to talk about all the ways of sin that permeate our lives, especially systems of sin, and uh, had a shouting at the top of our lungs, I renounce them! So imagine 31,000 people shouting together that they renounce these systems of injustice. So um, it was a great, great time together. Um, It's really hard to explain what it's like to be with 31,000 people. I mean, you've been to football stadiums before, or baseball games, or you know, basketball things, but um, the first time you ever walk in to a stadium like this—it's a dome, you know—it's where they hold where they hold sporting events. But you walk in and you see the place full of Lutherans, <laughs> right? And it's it's a little overwhelming. Did anybody else get a little overwhelmed when they right? So when we first walk in there, it's just like. There are this many Lutherans? Well, of course there are, and thousands more, millions actually. But it is the largest gathering of Lutherans that happens in the United States. So larger than our churchwide assembly, larger than our synod assemblies. But this is the one time every three years that we have the largest gathering of Lutherans, and that's pretty empowering as well. So I want to show you a a quick video that the ELCA made. No, sorry, Ben. Climb over you here. So Tim, how do I get to that video? No, 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 that's not what I want to do. Ah, ah. It's in the, no, it's not in the slides, it's a web. Sorry, people, we had this, we've practiced. There you go. Showing. That's it, yeah, it's this day three video recap, right? Re- there we go. So let's back it up and start over. So you'll notice lots of dancing, lots of smiles, and um, just lots of, lo- lots of everything. And so we had a great time. So I'm going to invite um, Maggie and Katie to come forward and tell us about their experience. Where's the microphone? Ma- right microphone's right here.
1: So for those who don't already know or need a refresher, we are Maggie and Katie.
2: We are sisters and we are part of the group of Holy trinity teens who went to Houston for the youth gathering this summer.
1: Uh, We'll be sharing some of the things we experienced on our first full day of the gathering.
2: We started in a big ballroom assigned for all the church groups from our synod.
1: It turns out that a lot of the people in the metro Chicago synod don't actually live in Chicago. (laughs)
2: Our time together included lots of singing and games that helped us to interact with new people. Through these games, we were matched with kids from different churches, and we had some great discussions
1: about what faith is to us. We closed our time together with worship, and Bishop Miller gave a sermon that was truly inspiring. And it was easy for us to relate to his word about God's call for our life. And during this worship service, Pastor Michelle, Grant, and Justin from our very own church had the privilege of serving communion to our son and family.
2: The whole day was full of love and light. We watched videos about stories in the Bible that showed them in the light of present day and helped us make connections we hadn't before. Each story was different, but they were all focused on the theme of the day. God's call changes everything.
1: After the more formal Day activities, several of the youth, myself included, led a protest against the policy of family separation at the border and the continued detention of immigrant women and children in our country.
2: We marched around the building and stopped at a statue that showed a mother and daughter fleeing danger, which is what many people crossing the southern border are going through. Student speakers, including my sister Maggie, shared speeches about the fight, which is still going on today and won't be ending
1: anytime soon. In Isaiah 56 verse one, the Lord commanded that we must maintain justice and do what is right. Separation and detention are not justice, nor are they what's right. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 13, it is written that now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. We must have faith that these times will pass. We need to believe that these blameless people will be able to find better homes here, and that legislation will be passed to improve this process. We must have hope that those with the ability to change the way things are will see the blatant need that these innocent individuals have for justice and protection. We must show love by opening our hearts and having compassion for the stranger amongst us.
2: It was so awesome to participate in this rally slash protest, especially in a state where many of the asylum seekers are coming into the United States. It was empowering to see all the youth working together to seek justice and call for action. People driving by were honking their horns in support and our
1: rally made the local news that day. The actions we took in writing letters and calling legislators and the protest march was not something that was planned by our synod or the ELCA, but by youth and their leaders in the Chicago Metro Synod, who felt that it was important for us to do something to speak out and against the separation of families and the horrible way asylum seekers are being treated by government agencies and employees. We were thrilled to have our bishop join us for this event and give his full support to us and our passion for this work.
2: Plus, Maggie gave a fantastic speech. Check it out on the HTLC's Facebook page.
3: Good morning, everyone. We're the Moran Girls, and we're going to tell you a bit about our service learning day. Each group was assigned to one day of service but we didn't know what ours would be until we got on our assigned bus and the leader told us. Our group was assigned to Interfaith Ministries for Greater Houston. This organization has three main areas of work. The first is to provide many interfaith programs throughout Houston to bridge gaps and increase dialogue between religions. The second is to work in conjunction with the U.S. State Department to resettle thousands of refugees in Houston each year. And the third, and its biggest and most well-known ministry, is Meals on Wheels, the third largest in the country, serving 1.5 million meals each year to people who are elderly or homebound.
4: Their warehouse was huge, and they had so many regular volunteers who were buzzing around getting all their breakfasts and lunches ready to be sent throughout the city. Interfaith ministries provide meals that are full of nutrients and help the recipients maintain a balanced diet.
5: Another cool ministry is Anna Meals on Wheels, which provides pet food for those who need it in addition to their own meals. This way, people that are relying on meals themselves do not have to use their limited amount of food and resources for their pets. And as the leader told us, it's important that people are able to keep their beloved pets because for some, this is the only only companion a homebound person has in their life.
4: It is very easy to help this organization. We helped prepare the day's lunches. We packed up fruit and a sandwich, milk and a vegetable. This was a very humbling experience, as we learned that we should be grateful for what we have, as many people do not have all the luxuries we do.
5: Not only were we able to help the community, but we were also able to bond with each other. As we were packing up the lunches, we listened to music, singing along, dancing, and just talking to one another and learning about each other. This was the day on our trip where all of us became very close. We were able to talk to each other about anything, whether it was simply what show to watch on Netflix or as deep as what our faith means to us. We also had a great time competing with one another for the fastest time packing a bag. Learning about one another made us feel more like a community rather than many individuals. This also made the rest of the trip very fun.
3: When we came back from Meals on Wheels, we were greeted by a service learning celebration. Everyone, about 10,000 people who did service learning that day came together for a big party. This was definitely one of the highlights of the whole trip for me. It was honestly so much fun. There's a DJ playing music, so all of us were could dance. So all of us got to dance. (laughs) And if anyone knows us, knowing the Moran girls are always down for some dancing. (laughs) It was a memorable experience because there were glow sticks everywhere and you could see all the kids dancing and jumping to the beat of the songs together in unison. There were also games all over the place such as limbo, hula hooping, and volleyball our favorite was Foursquare. there were kids from all over different parts of the country playing together and we got to hear about their service learning experiences too
4: everyone that we talked to had an amazing experience for their service day as well and we quickly learned that we got pretty lucky to be able to work inside with air conditioning while others were working out under the hot texan sun for hours overall the experience was definitely a wonderful Overall, the service day was definitely a wonderful experience and helped us on our journey of faith because it helped us not to be focused on ourselves, but to remember the poor and those in need. It felt great to be a small part of one organization for a day and learn from them about caring for all of God's people.
6: The learning center was our assigned activity for the third full day of day of the gathering. The learning day was held in a massive building the size of 12 football fields altogether. It included booths, or learning centers, for ELCA organizations, challenging games, and activities like rock climbing and a zip line. It provided plenty of exciting things to do and learn, but it also gave us a much needed break from the Houston heat, and we love the air conditioning. <laughs>
7: At first, we stuck together as a group and did a fun experiment in the Disability Ministries booth. We played a game of human foosball, but before we entered the game, each of us was assigned a disability. It was a challenging and interactive way to think about how we take our able bodies for granted. We also took part in a presentation about how to make churches more accessible, which was interesting because of Holy Trinity's capital campaign to make our second floor more accessible to everyone.
8: We then moved on to the next booth, which was focused on racism. They had a collection of photos from recent news events or advertisements posted throughout their section. We were then invited to reflect on the photos and what they meant or why they were harmful images. I remember one of the ads depicted a black woman using a particular soap, and when she did she turned white or clean, and it was astounding. Afterwards, young people hosted small groups in discussions about race.
6: We we quickly realized we could not stay together and do every single booth. There was just way too much. But our pastors gave us suggestions for some booths to check out, and one of them was decolonized Lutheranism, which confronts the systematic oppression that exists within the ELCA. We made privilege bracelets. There were several questions, and for each one that we answered yes, we put a bead on our string. The more beads you had on the bracelet equaled the more privilege you had in life. And ours were full of beads it made our privilege visible to us in a whole new way. Whether it was the color of our skin, our gender identity, sexual orientation, our physical abilities, our socioeconomic status, having light shed on these issues was very eye-opening for all of us. What made Learning Day unique for me was the opportunity to get out of my
7: comfort zone. I was able to talk to people at many different booths and games. It was nice to hear about where they're from and how all of them are here on one common bond being Luther. One area I enjoyed exploring was the ELCA colleges and universities. I started out just looking for free bl- bracelets and pins. <laughs> that's <what they> like. <laughs> but it turned out it was great to think about my future and the possibilities for college after my high school career.
8: Another activity that we did as a group was the Acolyte Olympiad. The worship team from the ELCA set up a course for teams to compete as worship leaders. Now, I'm not going to lie, we thought we had this one in the bag, since we've, <laughs> since we've been trained so well by Pastor Mueller. Teams made up of a crucifer, book bearer, and two torch bearers would race to the other side of the bag, quickly followed by setting the table for communion. Whoever completes this in the shortest time wins. We had two Holy Trinity teams, and we didn't beat the record for the day, but we still did pretty good at 22 and 24 seconds. <laughs> It was also a lot of fun to wear the vestments that Bishop Eaton uses. We tried on chasubles, albs, and stoles and stood behind the communion table for photos. Who knows if any of us will wear these for real one day, but it was fun to see ourselves in the role for a few minutes.
6: While there was plenty to learn, to learn about on the interactive learning day, we also enjoyed just hanging out and playing together. One of the most memorable activities in the Learning Center was a game of floor hockey. Now, some of you may know that the Morans actually play for a floor hockey team. So they were clearly more prepared than the rest of us. So they hopped in the game, and all three of them got in the same team, along with Maggie, who's also pretty athletic. <laughs> they were matched against another team of big boys who looked <laughs> like they played hockey too.
0: And I'll admit,
6: I didn't think our group stood a chance. But once I heard the boys underestimating the Morans and Maggie for being small and I knew that they had to prove to them that they were wrong and beat the crap out of them. And even though the the boys were playing very dirty, our small girls destroyed them. Making all of us standing on the sideline cheer like we were at an actual hockey game and not a youth game. The interactive learning day was amazing,
7: just like the rest of the gathering. We got to do a lot of fun stuff while also learning about the ELCA's ministries and mission.
9: So, as you can probably tell, it was a really fun week. I mean, I I was just impressed with our group and everybody. Heard about the day activities that we were involved in each day, but what I'm here to tell you a little bit about is what we did at night, which were the mass gatherings. And so it's really difficult to explain what a mass gathering is, but if you can just imagine like a pop concert mixed with a TED Talk mixed with a Pentecostal revival, that's <laughs> what like what you would get if you mixed all of those things. That would be like the ELCA, or the ELCA youth gathering. Uh, But seriously, the energy was through the roof every night we walked in. Uh, There was a
0: multicolored
9: sea of neon people just in every... Sorry, yeah. I don't usually use a handheld. Um, So there was a multicolored sea of neon shirts and groups all over the the stadium. As you looked out, you saw 30,000-plus people. It was really an awe-inspiring sight. And so, you know, when we experience these mass gatherings, we went in and experienced them at different vantage points. One night, we were on the first level. The next night, we were up in the nosebleeds. We, even on the third night, went down all the way to the floor so we could kind of get in the mosh pit when it would start. And it was all exciting. From whatever vantage point we experienced these gatherings, uh, it was an awesome experience. And, you know, one of the things that we would do together was this, like, unifying dance. Can we, like, demonstrate that? <laughs> so, like... If the music was going, we'd all be doing like this. Down. One, two, three, four, roll. Yeah. And everybody would be doing that. Like the music we'd be playing, everybody would be doing that together. And then we'd do the wave, and it was just this really unifying experience. And it was unifying for us as well as a as a smaller group too. I one of the Memorable sights for Michelle and I both is like the boys with their arms around each other, like swaying back and forth to the music. Like, I think that image will be in my mind forever. It's just like a really touching moment from these gatherings. Um, and we eat these days, you know, these mass gatherings, they had speakers and they followed the theme of each day. So the theme played off the overall theme, which is this changes everything. So one night would be love changes everything, hope changes everything, God's call changes everything. And the speakers each night would use that theme to interact with their own story. And some of the favorite speakers of our of our youth were Nadia Bowles-Weber. She's pretty raw and real. Um, Rebecca Bruzenhoff, who was uh, at only 11 years old, just told her story so boldly about being a transgender youth and being a pastor's kid and what that means for her. And then uh, William Starkweather, he's a reverend, and Caroline Meeker, they talked about their struggles with self-harm and with uh, eating disorders. The, the discussions and the, the that were shared and the stories that were told uh, really touched each of our hearts, and they're going to live with us for a long time. And these speakers are one of the main reasons that our youth shared words like enlightening and interesting, but also empowering and inspiring to describe their youth gathering experience. And I could go on and on about how great the speakers were and how great the mass gathering experiences were, but there was also a part that wasn't so great. And I think we took a huge lesson away from something that wasn't so great. It was the theological dissonance between the speakers and the musical artists. So the the youth gathering hires kind of like top 40 pop Christian artists to play. And when they would get up there, it would be kind of like right after a a speaker has gone up. And their music would be kind of otherworldly theology about how Jesus is our ticket to heaven and we need to claim that ticket and kind of we need to get out of here. One of the the main artist on the first night, his his single that he sang to us, was the the, uh, chorus was, this elevator's going up. And then he would encourage us, between songs, to to chant with him, you gotta be in it to win it. As though, yeah, yeah, like, being, quote unquote, in it, was kind of like, confessing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and winning it was, somehow, winning salvation. So, we use these, this dissonance, and we, re- we every night came back to the hotel room and we would debrief, and it was an opportunity for us to really clarify what was problematic about maybe some of the music and what it is that we believe. And so I actually found this to not just be a, a problem, but an opportunity for us as a group to actually discuss, to, to clarify. I mean, to clarify, it was it was almost like doing catechism with each other. I mean, I, I gotta say, it was really cool to, to see our youth and our leaders all interacting. Exactly what it is that we resonated with and what we didn't. So I really thought that might, in an odd way, be the biggest thing that we did take away from the mass gatherings was that opportunity to discuss just what it is that we believe. And if anything, it made for some pretty funny jokes along the, <laughs> along the week. So this elevator's going up. This elevator's going up. Thank you. Do you need to introduce this one?
0: It's not, I'm gonna, it's a slideshow, okay. what I did on my summer vacation, so I'm just gonna talk through it. Oh, okay, cool. That yeah. All right. You've got the clip I do, I do, now it's supposed to work. There it is. So that's a fun picture we took um, on the street. So that's what the mass gatherings looked like. That's when we were up on, up in top, that they that's just what the floor looks like. You can't really see the sides, but it's pretty big. First night, we'd been on the bus for 24 hours and hadn't showered yet, or no, well, some of you did. I didn't, but anyway, that's, um, that's our first night. So what's great is that they, um, during the learning service times, they have opportunities for people to serve. And so there was hair donations, we'll learn more about that in a sec. Um, blood was donated, books were donated. Um, so you can see all those by the numbers, but 31,242 people attended the gathering. So that's our first day, group chat. Um, when we were at uh, worship with our Synod Day, one of the things we did during worship was we had a chance to provide a blessing to the next person in line. And so we each got to bless each other, that was fun. Bishop Miller was preaching to us and then um, Justin has his canteen right here. That is a pretty big deal. To him. it goes on all his vacations and gets in all the photos. So you'll see that over and over again in the photos. <laughs> That's our group that went out to protest, so we made signs, and we practiced chants, and so we had a nice, good group to go out and protest. And there we are. That's us with Bishop Miller. So then that night, we had a really nice meal. That was a good memory, too. We had um, at this armadillo restaurant, but we had Texas barbecue there and really enjoyed ourselves and got to know each other better. And um, 40,000 books were donated, so that's cool, too. Our second day, you heard about Service Day, so here we are at the Meals on Wheels. So, four thousand people a day receive meals from this organization. It's a pretty big operation. Over, it was good. So, they, like I said, they had a competition. I tried to get the video in here, but it didn't work. So, you'll just have to imagine how fast. How fast did you do it? What's your fastest time? Five, yeah, five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> So this is the day we got to be on the main floor, and it was super exciting, and that's Nadia Weber. But up here, you'll see that picture that um, Ben was talking about, the th- our three guys bonding. And then our third day was at the Interactive Learning Center. Oh, that transfer. transfer. <laughs> Now, I, we were having some trouble with the video, um, so I don't think I can show it to you like I planned. But just know that there are two videos of them doing the um, Olympiad, which was super fun. They're only like 20 seconds long, so go on, the, go on our Facebook page. We'll put it at the top of our Facebook page and uh, look at them because they're, they're kind of fun to watch. Oh, now see, it's not going to go. Uh, help me. No. We need to go back to the presentation, but skip that slide. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So they were um, stretching and getting ready before, (laughs) before the Olympiad and making sure they were limber enough to win. So there's again. What do you think, Maggie? You in it to win it? <laughs> and Ben got his hair cut. You may have noticed when he came back, he had about a pound of hair gone. Um, so they were able to donate. Um, he stood in line for a long time and really had a commitment to doing this, and it was fun to see the transformation. And even the pastors got to enjoy seeing some old friends. You may recognize Tim um, Brown. Thank you. <laughs> Know a lot of Tim's, and then I got to see Jesus, which was fun. <laughs> and there's our kids on the last night, maybe. So uh, and then, we're, oh, Maggie was asleep, yeah. <laughs> and that's us when we got home. <laughs> That was a long bus ride. I don't know if I'll do that again. But I won't have to because next one is in Minneapolis. The next one will be in my hometown. And uh, we're already making plans to go to the next one. Um, Right now, current 7th graders will be able to go. I think actually current 6th graders. Because you will have finished 8th grade by then. It might be even fifth grade. Anyway, we're gonna have a bigger group next year, so start planning now. Start saving your pennies so you can go with us. And um, we really had a great time. We hope you'll join us. So I think, is there one more? There you go. I think lunch should be ready. However, I wanna let you know that if if there are questions, we can receive them. All right, then let us give thanks for all the food that we are about to receive and head outside. It should all be ready.